Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are celebrating summer. And one of my favorite things to do in the summertime when I'm making podcasts is to present some sort of grab bag, some sort of varied thing. Because, let's face it, summertime is the time when most of us are either doing home projects or we're out by the pool, if you have a pool, or we're on road trips, or we're taking flights, or you're grilling outside. You know, you're cooking food for friends and family. Or you just have a whole batch of get-togethers with friends and family. And it's a time to kind of just have a, a variety of things. It's not a time necessarily for intense concentration unless it's more like a late night podcast about something, you know, which we do have those episodes as well. But that's what I'm presenting to you here. And I call it a crate dig grab bag. And so what you're going to find here is a lot of artists that you may not know the name of. And if you do, kudos. You know what I mean? I'll be shocked if you know all the names. But there's a whole host of groups and, and, and artists on labels like Strata East and the Black Jazz label that have some sensational grooves. Although it's not limited to just those two labels. I'm, let me add that. If we're not just focusing on those two labels. But labels like that. And there are some intense grooves that we aim to provide for your listening pleasure. So, this is a result of us here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast going through different crates, both physically and electronically, and finding certain artists where there is physical media available and <clears throat> even when there's not sorting through all of these fantastic albums to try to find some of the absolute best grooves for you to enjoy so that is what we're going to do we are providing you with 12 sensational grooves to enhance your summer listening experience so sit back relax grab a beverage and let's dive into some awesome grooves here on the Crate Dig Grab Bag Edition on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Enjoy. Oh, 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 
All right. That was Brand New Feeling by The Awakening from their 1972 album Hear, Sense, and Feel on the Black Jazz label. A little bit about them. The Awakening were the only quote-unquote group recorded recorded by the Black Jazz label. Uh, And they only made two albums. But those two releases happen to be among the most collectible in the whole label's entire catalog. Which, given the value Black Jazz titles command in the open market, gives you an idea just how sought after these records are. Uh, Recorded in 1972, the album Hear, Sense, and Feel marked the band's debut and featured the same lineup that played on next year's album Mirage. Being from Chicago, The Awakening's lineup unsurprisingly boasts a heavy connection to the AACM. That's the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians. Collective that claimed the Art Ensemble of Chicago, among its most esteemed artists. In fact, both bassist Reggie Willis and tenor sax and flautist Ari Brown were AACM members and appeared on albums with Muhal Richard Abrams, Lester Bowie, and Anthony Braxton, among many others. The other members of the group The Awakening hailed from the city's soul jazz scene, specifically Young Holt Unlimited, for whom co-leaders trumpeter Frank Gordon and keyboardist Ken Chaney played. Uh, Trombonist Steve Galloway played on Melvin Jackson's soul classic Funky Skull. If you haven't heard Funky Skull, go check it out. Melvin Jackson, Funky Skull. And it's this kind of sweet spot where all they come together, somewhere in between free jazz and Afrocentric explorations of like the Art Ensemble of Chicago and the rhythm heavy soul jazz thing uh, being recorded at Chicago labels like Brunswick and Cadet that you kind of get this amalgamation of what we hear on this album, hear, sense, and feel. Which explains why this album sells for usually hundreds of dollars online if you can find it at all. So, uh, the fact that we are crate digging this for you so you can enjoy it gives you a better sense of what we're dealing with. Uh, Before that, we heard the tune called Ashy, A-S-H-I-E, by the Light Men off of their album Fancy Pants. Now, who are the Light Men? What's going on here? Well, drummer, bandleader, and activist Bubba Thomas had toured America with Rhythm and Blue R&B Reviews. And he served as a session musician for uh, Peacock and Backbeat Records and played straight-ahead jazz gigs uh, with legends before the whole political and social upheaval of the late 60s happened to lead him to uh, a path first charted by Coltrane. So this album, Fancy Pants, is Bubba Thomas's second LP with the Light Men Band. And like the deep set Maverick Jazz issued by the likes of Tribe and Strata East labels, this is among some of the best of the 1970s jazz underground. A collective voice of resistance to the musical and cultural status quo. So, 
the good thing about this is that um, it's a really killer album. Um, and it, I'm telling you, it, it anything by the Light Men is just good stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's the Light Men plus one. So there you go. <laughs> um, just killer music. I hope you dug Ashy. Um, there's a whole lot of other great songs, but I'm trying to keep everything kind of varied with this particular episode. So that's why we're not getting multiple Lightman tracks, but hopefully you dug it. And then we started off the set with Angelic Streams by the keyboardist and composer David Dura. And it comes from his 1975 album by the exact same name, Angelic Streams. And in the band, we have Don Pate on the bass, Buddy Williams on the drums, of course, David DeRoz on the keyboards, you know, electric piano, Fender Rhodes, etc. Alex Foster's on the tenor sax and soprano sax. But featured on the guitar is the one and only Calvin Keys. And you may not be hip to the name Calvin Keys, but... Calvin Keys, I got turned on to by reading an interview that Pat Metheny gave. And Pat Metheny was just gushing over this guitar player. And I'm like, now wait a minute. I've heard Jim Hall. I've heard Wes Montgomery. I've heard the cats that he's talking about. But who is this Calvin Keys guy? So I checked out Calvin Keys, which is fantastic, by the way. If you've never checked out, you know, Sean Eek and, and things like that, you should totally check out Calvin's albums. Um... But then this combination between Calvin Keyes and, and David Durant really blew me away. Just in vibe alone, um, I'm telling you, it, it's impossible to find this this album in, in a physical form. So, unfortunately, you're going to have to go with something digital, at least at the time being, until they you know, decide to make some more. <laughs> Um, but it's worth it, and they should, because this is just one of um, some just really awesome. This is one track out of uh, six really, really awesome tracks. So, yeah, hopefully you'll check out some more David Dura, and uh, hopefully you dug that one. So, yeah, and like I said, this is kind of the vibe that we're doing here. We are trying to find these crate digging, underground, hard to find, you know, it doesn't matter who the name is. It doesn't have to be a big name. If it's good music, it's good music, right? So there you go. All right. And by the way, let me just say this. You can find the Dr. Jazz podcast wherever you find your podcast. So if you know somebody who'd really dig this, if you've got some DJ friends or just somebody, a friend who really likes just awesome kind of jazz grooves, please pass it on to them because we're not making a dime on this. It's just truly spreading out good vibes and good music. So remember, you can find Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean. We are there. And if you're trying to jot down or write in your notes app on your phone or whatever, all these titles are artists. Don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just go to our website, which is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D R J A Z Z Podcast.wordpress.com. And there you can find not only album artwork, but the track titles and the artist name in the order in which we play them. So that way you know exactly what to go crate digging for on your own time. 
and hopefully support your local record store if you have one. So, and if you want to contact us, uh, tell us about some of your favorite crate digging songs that you have found, your treasures. Uh, go to the top of the page, click contact, and it will open up a, a box, a blank box that you can craft your email. Hit send, and we will write you back. We love to hear from our listeners. So, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get some mail. Anyway, hopefully you're digging these tracks as much as we are here at the podcast. Enough talking for me. Let's get to this next set of very groovy music here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
Yes, yes. So that track is called To Pharaoh with Love. No doubt an homage to Pharaoh Sanders. And that is by the group Life Force. Yes, Life Force. And it comes from their album, Fearless Warriors. All right, so... Uh, what is Life Force? Life Force was organized in 1972 by Joe Jennings and Howard Nicholson as a musical outlet free of the kind of restrictions that usually limit the creativity of the musicians involved. Since then, Life Force has become a kind of jazz institution in Atlanta, Georgia, known for its outstanding performances. This is the first recording by this group and it is a beautiful example of the group's versatility and talent as performers and composers. So, what does this whole album kind of consist of? Well, it's spiritual jazz funk, according to them, uh, as an homage to the civil rights movement out of Atlanta in the late 70s. So, uh, this is a rare album because it is their first. Um, but... It, this beautiful bossa kind of up-tempo jazz tune, you know, to Pharaoh with Love, is dedicated to Pharaoh Sanders. Um, yeah, and the the little note about it says, To Pharaoh Sanders, who gives us his music sincerely, his rhythms freely, and his presence on this planet has given us a broader perspective of music. The Fearless Warriors. So, yeah. He is a fearless warrior, you know. Uh, and throughout all of these um, tracks on this album, they are fearless warriors. So Pharaoh Sanders is uh, a fearless warrior. Uh, Oliver Wells, you know, wrote this tune called Wow, uh, dedicated to his father, who is, a, an, you know, is a fearless warrior. Duke Ellington is a fearless warrior. 
Uh, Sister B is a fearless warrior. Atlanta Anna is a fearless warrior. So you get the idea of kind of where this um, the, this album is, you know, as, as far as dedications go. Um, regarding the band, Joe Jennings is on alto and soprano sax. Howard Nicholson is on tenor and soprano. Oliver Wells is on piano. Fender Rhodes and the Prophet a synthesizer. Ricky Wells Keller is on the bass. Jan Rico Scott is on drums and percussions. Terry Smith is on percussion. Louis Stefanel is on triangle, claves, and tambourine. Um, yeah. And then uh, Michael Gandy is on vocals on this album. So, really, really cool um, song. Uh, I love the song. You know, you can go on Bandcamp and um, get their digital album there or, or a vinyl record as well. It's in Euros, so it might take you a while if you are listening and wanting to purchase that in the United States, just so you know. Uh, before that, we heard a very funky tune. I love, love, love this tune. It's called Farewell to Ibusa, and it is by the band Afrofunk. From their album Body Music. So, Body Music, uh, which is Afrofunk's you know, album from 1975, was recorded and released in London, England, believe it or not. The band was comprised mostly of West African expatriates residing in London. At the time, the city was host to a very vibrant African music scene. The massive success of Osibisa created a swarm of young bands trying to use London as a launching pad for international stardom. Unfortunately, Afrofunk did not find the success that they were looking for, and Body Music became their only album. The deep funk grooves and the driving Afrobeat rhythms featured on this rare album have made it a desired addition to record collections around the world. So you're welcome. There you go. And uh, you can buy a digital copy of this album for six bucks on Bandcamp. So go crate digging. Yeah. Every, every song is really great, but that's one of my favorites. Farewell to Ibusa. And then we started off that set with a composition called Chinese Rock. And that is by none other than the New Life Trio from their album Visions of the Third Eye, recorded in December 1978. It featured David Workman on the bass, Steve Reed on the drums, and Brandon Ross on the guitar. Yeah, a lot of cool things kind of developing. It, and I know it was a long track, but there's a lot of cool grooves kind of developing and, you know, uh, interacting with each other. So, yeah. Granted, this album is not for everybody. And most people would, would have put down, if you know anything about the New Life Trio, then most people would have thought like, oh, he's going to play Empty Streets. Nope. 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 I'm going to leave that for you to check out. But I like Chinese rock and how it kind of, that song just kind of twists and turns in different directions. It's almost like uh, 
an amoeba in musical form for our ears. So I really dig it. Anyway, hopefully you did too. So the point is, is that it's not all just funk. Some of it's very jazz related in these crate digs. You just never know what you're going to get. And that's the whole point of a grab bag is to make you kind of scratch your chin or go, huh? And then hit you with the funk right after that. And then maybe a beautiful ballad. Who knows? So anyway, Thank you so much for listening. We are halfway through this crate dig grab bag episode of the Dr. Jazz podcast. We appreciate you oh so much for allowing us to be a part of your day uh, or evening. And yeah, so don't go anywhere. We've got lots of great music coming at you. So stick around here on the Dr. Jazz podcast.
Let's talk about Ebo Taylor for a hot minute. Ebo Taylor, born in 1936. He's still alive. Just fantastic. He's 87. He was, uh, and, and he's a Ghanaian guitarist, composer, band leader, record producer, and arranging, uh, an arranger who focuses on the high life and Afrobeat music. Ebo Taylor has been a pivotal figure on the Ghanaian music scene for over six decades. In the late 50s, he was active in the influential high-life bands, the Stargazers, and the Broadway Dance Band. By 1962, Taylor took his group, the Black Star High-Life Band, to London, England. There, he collaborated with Nigerian Afrobeat star Fela Kuti as well as other African musicians in Britain at that time. Returning to Ghana, Ebo Taylor worked as a producer crafting recordings for Pat Thomas, C.K. Mann, and others, as well as exploring solo projects combining traditional Ghanaian material with Afrobeat, jazz, and funk rhythms to create his own recognizable sound in the 1970s. He was the in-house guitar player, arranger, and producer for Essie Bones, founded by Dick Esilfi Bonzi. Ebo Taylor's work became popular internationally with hip-hop producers in the 21st century. In 1992, Ghetto Concept included his Afrobeats in their music. By 2008, Ebo Taylor met the Berlin-based musicians of the Afrobeat Academy band, including saxophonist Ben Arbobanel Wolf, which led to the release of the album Love and Death, where this song that we just heard, Inga Inga, that's the name of the song that we just heard, that's the album it came from, Love and Death, with Strut Records. In 2010, Usher, yeah, that Usher, used a sample from Ebo Taylor's song, Heaven, for his song, She Don't Know, with Ludacris. He collaborated with Afrobeat Academy in Berlin in 2011, but by 2017, his Ghanaian funk anthem, Come Along, was very popular among DJs. The success of the album, Love and Death, prompted Strut Records to issue the retrospective Life Stories, High Life and Afrobeat Classics, 1973 to 1980. So, and then he just won uh, a Music Legend of the Year in 2019 through the Ghana Business Awards, Lifetime Achievement Award, in 2019 from the High Life Music Awards. And he's won a Grammy. So, if you haven't checked out this album, at least this album, Love and Death by Ebo Taylor, do yourself a favor. 
you're going to enjoy every minute of it. So, before Inga Inga, we heard Nate Morgan from his 1983 album Journey into Nigritia. And we heard the title track there. Um, who is Nate Morgan? Well, Nate Morgan was Nate Marafu. Morgan was a, an American jazz pianist and composer who played in various bands and studied with Joe Sample and Hampton Hawes while in junior high. In high school, he was part of the Cooperative Union of God's Musicians and Artists Ascension, UGMAA. In the following years, he worked mainly in the Los Angeles jazz community, playing with Horace Tapscott, Rufus and Chaka Khan, Renee Geyer and Bone Thugs and Harmony. He was influenced by Stanley Cowell and McCoy Tyner and often played in Charlie O's Music Club in Van Nuys, California, as well as in Encino alongside musicians like Arthur Blythe, John Hurd, Charles Owens, Nedra Wheeler, and Sonship Theus, and in a piano duet with Elias Nigash. One of his compositions, Tapscottian Waltz, uh, in honor of Horace Tapscott, was never recorded by him. But he did write the score for the documentary film I Build the Tower from 2006. Nate Morgan only recorded three albums, he was all, but he was also the conductor of the Ujama Ensemble and a member of the soul jazz group Build an Arc. He participated in 16 recording sessions between 1972 and 2008, alongside such artists as Sweet Baby J, Bobby Bradford and John Carter, Bobby Bryant, and Azar Lawrence. In 2008, Nate Morgan suffered a stroke, which ended his career. A tribute concert in honor of Morgan's 50th birthday was played by Kamau Daoud, Pharaoh Sanders, Ojenki, Otis O'Solomon Smith, and Arthur Blythe. So, if you dig this kind of sound that you heard on Journey into Nigritia, check out that album, and um, you can find it uh, most places that you find your albums. So, it's well worth it. Guaranteed. And, um, that album actually... Uh, features a, a great saxophone player that I want to mention really quick as well, Dadisi Komolafe, who had his own uh, album, Hassan's Walk, on the West Nimbus uh, label, which is really, really a great label. Uh, a lot of great music happening there. So, And then we opened up the set with um, the tune "Highest," the highest pleasure, by the great Rudolph Johnson, off of the Black Jazz label from his album "The Second Coming." Um, tenor saxophonist Rudolph Johnson uh, was definitely uh, within the John Coltrane tradition, but he started out as a member of Jimmy McGriff's, the organ player, Jimmy McGriff's band in the early 60s 
But by the 70s, he kind of came into his own. He released two albums on the Black Jazz Records label. Um, the, one of the ones that we heard a track from, The Highest Pleasure there. Um, by the latter part of his career, he was a part of the Ray Charles Orchestra. Yeah. Uh, he hails from Columbus, Ohio. Started playing saxophone in junior high. He he, uh, he cultivated uh, a love of jazz with two of his classmates, Gene Walker and pianist Bobby Pierce. Maybe you've heard Bobby Pierce from the album Piercing. It's another great album. Um, but then he toured with and uh, Jimmy McGriff's band and was on albums like At the Apollo. Um, past that point... Um, he died in 2007 in California from complications of a diabetes-related illness. So, but we have these two albums by him on the Black Jazz label, and they're both fantastic. Uh, the album Spring Rain and the album The Second Coming. And um, it's just sensational tenor sax playing and very melodic, very cool, um, very emotional. I dig it. I dig it a lot, and hopefully you do too. Uh, yeah, The Highest Pleasure by Rudolph Johnson. Quick PSA. Remember, you can find the Dots Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcasts, uh, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, etc., etc., etc. So if you have a friend who would dig this kind of stuff, please pass us on to them. Tell them they should check out the Dots Jazz Podcast. Also, don't forget, you can find all of our tracks on our website. It's also mobile-friendly. Just go to Dr. Jazz Podcast, D R J A Z Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And there you can find out all the information plus the album artwork so you know what to look for. On top of that, you can contact us by hitting the contact button at the top. And we would love to hear from you and we will write you back. So if you dig these grooves, if you dig this song, if you dig any of these songs, if you dig the podcast, then please let us know. Hit a like button, uh, hit a subscribe button, or if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. Tell us that you like it or tell us that, you know, things that we can improve. So we're always just trying to do the best we can. Keep it uh, very varied. Keep the variety up and keep grooving for you. So to help you throughout your summer with some awesome tunes. So thank you so much. Uh, let's get to our last set of music. Hopefully you've dug it so far. I know we have here at the podcast, so let's get to it. The Crate Dig Grab Bag here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
right. Three great tracks right there. So we started off the set with Space Anova 1 by trumpeter Stanton Davis and his Ghetto Mysticism Band. Yeah, from 1977. Yeah. This is one of the only two albums that he actually recorded as a leader. So, some hip stuff going on there. Uh, After that, in the middle of the set, we heard one of my favorite tracks, uh, The Pharaohs Love Y'all, by the band The Pharaohs, from their album In the Basement, from 1972, featuring Sue Solanya Conway on the vocals, Ely Satterfield on bass, Don Hipmo on alto tenor and Barry sax, uh, Warren Bingham on guitar, Big Willie Woods on the trombone, and the the Indian flute, uh, Romley Michael Davis on trumpet, Shango Najoko Adefumi on the African drums, congas, gong, and vocals, Oya BC Nalls on the African drums, cowbell, congas, and tambourine, Kiwu. Goggins Oya on the quinto drums and the congas, and Derek Morris on the trap drums. Just funky good time. Then we ended the whole podcast and that set with the one and only saxophonist Peter King with Watusi from his album Shango. And that is an album by Peter King released in 1974. So, Tom Jurek from All Music said that this is more like a mixture of hard African rhythms, James Brown-styled funk, jazzed-up horn arrangements, and political messages. From the standpoint of the Lagos scene, the album Shango is a classic of the period rivaling virtually anything that Fela Kuti or Tony Allen were putting across at that time. With Peter King blowing deep groove soul and out jazz saxophone solos above the chants. The music becomes a boiling pot of hip, shaking, sexiness, and rage. So, Andrew Cartmel even said that the tune that we heard, Watusi, reaches a psychedelic peak where it suggests even Return to Forever era Chick Corea. So, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you have dug it as much as we have for this entire episode of crate digging and sharing it with you throughout this grab bag. So hopefully there is more than a couple of times where your feet were tapping and your head was bobbing. So that's what we aim to do is provide you an awesome good time to help heal your soul, get your mind off whatever is ailing you, and so to give you a different soundtrack for summer. How's that? So thank you again for allowing us to be part of your day. In the words of Duke Ellington, we do love you madly. And until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust. <laughs>